Oh boy, we haven't seen each other in a long ass time. Yeah, it's been like three weeks. Damn, man! Like so much is like the last time that I wanted to like talk. I want to talk about um, Durant, like asking for a trade. But ever <laughs> since then, it looks like Durant's gonna be coming back. Yeah, he's staying. <laughs> And Kyrie, for that matter, like, just by the way things are going. So it completely changed the narrative. We completely missed the NBA free agency period. Like, Yeah, the Knicks gave a full-on deal to Jalen Brunson and treated him at the press conference like he was the second coming of LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> Like he was, like he was, like like he was Kobe reincarnated. Yeah. <laughs> and and how, and how about the fact that the Mitchell Donovan Mitchell rumors continue to get put out in the media? The trade never surfaced. It never happened. There apparently were talks. A trade package was never put together, and they're still saying that he's a destination for the Knicks. Yeah, I'll hold my breath and continue to turn blue in the corner. Yeah, and Mitchell Robinson is starting at the five next year yeah under a new contract <sighs> meanwhile did they did, did they get rid of Taj Gibson they did and they got rid of, of Nerlens Noel to make the to make cap space and Alec Burks and Alec Burks they practically unloaded their like bench veterans aside from Derek Rose like now their bench is consisting of like Derek Rose and like kids like young kids and they should be starting and the the starters should be on the bench like Fournier he has no business starting Randall <laughs> to me has no business starting after what Toppin did in the second half of the season last year once Thibodeau actually put him in I had to ask you this because I'm never really I never really even got your take on this do you really want Donovan Mitchell on this team I do and I don't because if we have to give up such a haul to get him of the the draft picks I don't care about because they're just going to screw it up every year they're going to go get a Nilakina they're going to make stupid trades and they're not going to get any players we had they'll either trade back or they'll draft some like European guy yeah (laughs) which they they almost did again this year with drafting dang before they traded back Mm-hmm. They might as well just trade all their picks. The picks, I really don't care about. If they were going to utilize them right and get the right players, then yeah, I would be against that. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing that makes me say no to it is if we're really going to have to unload like quickly, Toppin, Grimes, all these rookies and young kids, then it's a no go for me. But you you do have to do what, you have to do what you have to do to get a star here because if you get Donovan Mitchell here in a Knicks uniform, I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to attract another star to come here. That's the only positive that I can take out of it, that it get, gets another star here, potentially in, in the near future. Not only getting a star here, but how about c- competing for a playoff spot? Yeah. They took the absolute biggest downturn last year from going to a, from a four seed to not even making the play-in. Like... It, they need to really start getting that arrow going upwards. And you got all these young kids. But if you're trading for Mitchell, man, that means like, you know, like McBride, Grimes, um, Obi Toppin. Quickly's gone. Quickly. They're going to be gone. 
you got to trade those guys. And at what point are you just like putting like one or two guys on a roster and not having any any legitimate role players exactly. around him? I mean, are you going to turn Julius Randle into a freaking like like how much money is he getting paid per year? I think like 30 million, 25 in that range. You're going to turn him into a $25 million a year role player, like put him on the bench. Like he probably does deserve to be on the bench, but like he's getting paid all that money. Even Fournier's getting paid, getting paid good money too. You're going to put him on the bench. I like want him gotta, on the bench. Like what we're starting to learn now um, in recent years is that the NBA is kind of moving away from the superstar only teams. It's now all about circular rotations, having the right guys on the bench, having the right coach that could put the right rotations in, which Steve Nash, that idiot can't do. And Tom Thibodeau apparently lost any sort of, any sort of skill in doing that last year. (laughs) So that's what it's all about. You know, the Golden State Warriors have a system of just, Hall of Fame style rotations. You know, um, the Milwaukee Bucks two years ago, same thing. Great circular team. They know how to put in the right players. You know, the um, Toronto Raptors a couple of years before that, same thing. It's not going to be like the Lakers who just compiled a bunch of 30 plus year old Grizzly like 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 old men to make a super team. And even what Brooklyn did, like it failed because they didn't have the right role players. No. And the coach couldn't make a damn rotation to save his life. But if Katie and Kyrie stays here, there's no change from last year. Oh, no, they're still going to be like a top three, top four team in the East if Katie and Kyrie stay. But you gotta have guys that come off the bench and can and can give you 15, 20 points, especially from especially from behind the arc. Do you think Joe Harris changes the outcome of last year? I think so. I don't know how many more games they would have won, but it definitely would have been more than what they had. I think they would have probably not gotten swept by Boston maybe they would have been a higher seed on, on on Christmas day of last year. The Nets were the number one seed. Then it all just took a really big downturn. And um, I'm not even really that excited for basketball this year, unless Brooklyn like storms out of the gate and goes like nine and two, 11 and three to start the year. That would be sick. It would be, but I know that that's not going to happen. No, it's just, and the Knicks, you know, the Knicks started off five and one and then they just completely fell off. So, and I know that you're not really like a committed Knicks fan anymore. No, no, the friggin', um, uh, the, um, the, the, the tables have turned almost on you. Yeah, they have. I've distanced myself and just, you know, like 
I think the the fan in me will always be there, but I'm just not invested. I'm not going to be watching every game this year. I'm just not invested until they could really bring a star player here and put a decent team on the court and it shows some cooperation here and that they have a competent franchise going forward. I'm just not going to be rooting for them, especially after this year's draft when there was nothing coherent there. You lost me as a dedicated fan. I'm just not going to be as invested as I was. It's shame. It. It's a shame. Have you have you ever gone to to a Nick game? No, I haven't. Never been, and probably never will if they keep this up. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Nick tickets are a lot of money anyway. Yeah, they're through the roof. So, um, I want to talk about Durant a little bit because this was just a bombshell of all bombshells that came out. Like, God, it's been like what, like a month? It's been, like, yeah, since um, uh, KD put that thing out where he was requesting a trade. I really don't like the word legacy in basketball, but this guy really is tainting his image with what he's doing. Yeah, I think it's been tainted since he went to Golden State, in my opinion. I really do, because that whole, if you can't beat him, join him mentality, that just doesn't do it for me if you consider yourself one of the greatest players of all time. Excellent shooter, but this guy goes to a team that's always made for him. You look at the Nets, he had to bring Kyrie, then he had to to have Harden traded to the Nets. He needs all these pieces around him, and it kind of questions, like, how good are you? You know what I mean? It's like you could be a great player, but it's like if you need all these players to win around you, how really good are you? You're not like the level of some of these other players that have been out there. Like, I mean, LeBron, he kind of started the whole super team thing. But if you think about it, it was literally just him and Kyrie on that Cavs team. Oh, no, you're thinking about him in Miami. Yeah, when he went, to, that was like a super team. Oh, it was a super team. But here's the thing about Miami. Okay, Miami already had a winning culture and a winning front office behind them. Pat Riley was going to do anything he can to make that team a champion. I'm not saying that Sean Marks can't be like a Pat Riley, like in terms of like his drive to win. Sean Marks is not as is is not as um, cutthroat and witty as Pat Riley. Like, and the Heat had very good role players. Again, there's that word again. Very, very good role players. You know, from Shane Battier, Ray Allen. Shane Who? Ray Allen. Yeah, Ray Allen, Shane Battier, uh, Mario Chalmers, um, uh, Chris Anderson, the Birdman. Like,. They had they had really good players. And it's just I feel like it was just something that 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 worked. It worked beautifully. This thing in Brooklyn, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't like working. No. Even when they were like Oh wait, like, this sounds a little muffled. Huh? There we go. Even when the um, uh, team was, like, leading in the standings, you could just tell, like, oh, like, 
oh, like they're going to lose like Milwaukee or they're going to lose to the Sixers. They're, they're, they're not as good as those teams. Even when they were a top seed, they never kind of like, they never got a chance to stamp their place in the league as, as, as the team to be. They never really did. Never really did, you know? And I think Durant, like, I think Durant, like, looked at um, his situation. He probably saw how Kyrie was being treated, and Kyrie didn't get his contract. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm out of here. He probably didn't like how the whole Harden thing went down. Probably because, not. Like, <laughs> there's your other guy. Ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons comes and doesn't even play. He just doesn't want to play basketball anymore. Just similar to like how I think Jacob deGrom just doesn't want to play baseball anymore. That's a whole that's other story. Different. Oh, that's different, dude. Man, like he's like he's like trying to rehab from a big injury. <laughs> yeah, big injury in my ass. He's in the dugout laughing and joking with the team, making minor league starts, and he's like, "Oh, my shoulder." Oh, yeah, but he's gonna opt out at the end of the year and expect a bigger contract. Yeah, yeah, but the Durant stuff. It seems like it's going to be heading towards him coming back to Brooklyn, dude, because, like, you know, the Phoenix Suns, the, the, the Phoenix Suns had to, had to freaking work to, to bring back DeAndre Ayton. And um, it's it, – that was their – that was the number one destination for him. Mm-hmm. So, plus his – plus his, his – um, uh, his trade price was just too steep. I don't know who was even going to be coming close to matching it. So I think he's coming back to Brooklyn and hopefully Kyrie comes with him. And we just go and we just go with it. Hopefully. Because there's still some, there's still like, there's still time here. To, to, to make something of this time that the Nets have. And, and Sean Marks has been working this offseason as, as if they've, as if Durant and Kyrie are, are staying, you know? TJ Warren, Royce O'Neal, um, they've, they, they, they brought back Patty Mills, they brought back Nick Claxon. So, hey, I'll take it, you know. Just run it back. Run it back. It's easy for you to say that because you got all the players. But as the Knicks, you know, we always say when we do make the playoffs in 2013, oh, we'll be back next year. And then when we made it in 2020, we said, be back next year. Yeah. (laughs) We always have a longer haul and a longer wait to make the playoffs to run it back. That's never happening with this team. Oh, yes. But I want to talk about. You said you want to get into like the um, the um, horror trailers. I only saw two. I saw the Halloween ends one, and I saw the um, the um, orphan first kill one. Um, let's start with the Halloween ends here. How, how do you feel about that one? That this is just the uh, conclusion of this triple saga the, here. It really just better be the end. It better be the end. I'm telling you. Yeah. Cause um, 
either you kill off either you kill off Laurie Strode or just or just like just just kill Michael off, cut off his head like 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 an H two O, because th- th- this is really now. You know what I saw on on um on TikTok? What'd you see? This person, this guy who like he talks like horror movies and stuff, and like I guess like other media. Um, he was talking about like a theory that was going around about like what what this trilogy's Michael Myers is supposed to like like mean or like do to theories. Boy, get get ready for this one. Oh boy. He said that like he said like the theory is that Michael Myers Michael Myers' real goal in life is just to go home every Halloween night. Just to go home. So the theory is is that the people in Haddonfield are just going to let him walk into his house in Haddonfield and just be in the house and he won't ever come out he'll just be in the house and they'll just have to live the rest of their lives with Michael Myers just being in his house and him just like standing by the window, just just looking out in, into the street. So I'm like, just, so three sixty five days a year, just standing in front of that window, something like that. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, like, yeah, like you know, that would have been a pretty creepy and clever horror idea. Like, if this was like, if this was like 1978 again, like it's like. It's cool. It's very, it's very, um, it's, it's, it's very eerie. But does that make sense from the standpoint of 1978? Because he did make it back to the house in the beginning of 1978. Then he leaves and that's when Trust he goes. Me. No Halloween movie is anywhere near close to the original 78 in terms of what, in terms of what was trying to be accomplished. It's completely been thrown <laughs> off the hand. It's been thrown off the handle so many times. It has been, but we do love Halloween too. I really would like to wonder, like, what like is John Carpenter like? Just like, just just completely just fed up. Well, he's, I wouldn't say he's completely fed up. He apparently like respects the direction that the David Gordon Green has taken the franchise in. But he because he does the scores for the Halloween movies, he's still doing the soundtracks and the sound. Wow! All right. I mean, is this new trilogy just 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 capturing what John Carpenter always wanted? I highly doubt it because it's because just so all over the place. Because uh, Mustafa Akkad definitely didn't. Mustafa no, he, Akkad. He was for whatever made money. That's what he was yeah. for. Mustafa Akkad, like literally, like he was almost like watching like too much like science fiction. And like me, and it was very much like like uh, like Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger, where like you're just looking for some sort of like supernatural force to keep your guy from from dying. That was kind of like well, that was very that was also very very um, pro typical eighties. Then <laughs> then I got this one guy on, on TikTok just going like you know. 
those those freaking Rob Zombie movies were just were just were just god off. <laughs> they were. He isn't wrong. He goes like Rob Zombie for what he goes like he goes like I absolutely cannot stand Rob Zombie. He's like I'm a freak. <laughs> and like oh my god, yeah, those movies those movies were god awful. Oh, they're thank terrible. God. Oh my goodness! And could you imagine? Well, here's the thing: those were those were like those those were like remakes. Those those weren't even reboots. No, that those were straight remakes. So he couldn't have made a trilogy. Which if if, if he tried to make a third one, I mean, God help him, that would have just been that would have been just like just awful. Too tanked. So yeah, like. Listen, the first one that Rob Zombie made was was decent. It was decent. He changed some stuff around. The Halloween two by Rob Zombie was absolutely god awful, and like this new trilogy is better than Rob Zombie. I'll make that perfectly clear. Just I is. agree. Light, it's light years better. But this is where it really needs to end. Halloween Kills was abysmal. I don't know if did you see Halloween Kills? No. Nah. <laughs> that was an awful movie. Was it awful? I mean It I was know. awful. I went and saw it in the movies and I said this is just it was terrible. But how many times are we gonna do this? Between Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode. How many times are we going to do this? We did this in 78. We did this in 81. We did this in H2O. We did this in Halloween Resurrection. We did this in Halloween, the 2018 one. We did this for Halloween Kills. How many times are we going to go here where they're fighting each other? Like, how many? It's not even supposed to be, like, like a fight between the two. It's literally, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, like, as, like, a young teenage babysitter, like, running away from a babysitter killer. Like, there is no, like, rivalry or feud. You freaking got rid of the, you you got rid of the whole, like, brother-sister thing years ago. There was never supposed to be, like, a battle. No. Because you took away the brother-sister thing. If you would have kept it, okay. That's why I always say they should have just done H2O and be done because like you're just drawing this this non-existent rivalry out for too damn long. For too damn long. We're now over 40 years with that rivalry. <laughs> and it didn't need to be that way. No. That was that that wasn't John Carpenter's vision. No. That wasn't what he wanted. You realize John Carpenter's vision was just after he falls off the balcony from getting shot by Dr. Loomis. It was just him walking yeah. away. And no, it was just like when you, what you yeah. see at the end of Halloween, that was supposed to be it. There was, he didn't want a sequel. Yeah. And then he got pressured. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't direct Halloween too. No. But did, did he have any, did he like, didn't he like help contribute? He did. He 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 wrote he wrote the I think he wrote the the movie. He wrote the screenplay. 
he helped direct some scenes. I think he did reshoot some scenes or add some scenes himself because Rick Rosenthal was the director of it. That's the thing though. Like if you don't want a sequel, then like, how do you agree to like, to, to like, to like help with it? Exactly. And I think it's because it was his original work and idea. So he wanted to have some control maybe. And who's his wife, Deborah Hill? No, no, she she's she was like his producer partner. Oh, so they weren't married. No, I think they were like boyfriend and girlfriend, like back in the day or something. But yeah, no. and she stayed on for how for how many years? Didn't she stay on like longer than John? I think so. I think after three, mm, she stayed on. Hmm. Yeah, she was she was a trooper. Yeah, <laughs> she was a freaking trooper. No, oh, but it, it's got to end, man, because, I mean, I don't know how much longer they can drag it out. I'm waiting for them to bring back Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and all these guys. It's coming. Oh, it is, especially when the rights get overturned here from the Friday the 13th franchise, because that's that's completely under a legal battle. Really? Yeah. And apparently, and, and they already remade Candyman, which I know that you didn't really like no you know how i feel about jordan peele you know <laughs> how i feel about that guy mm. um and we got scream six coming out next year yeah well is it Which, scream two scream exclamation point did you see that on online <laughs> it's scream without it's scream without freaking neve campbell because he couldn't come up with money yeah what a joke. I would just cancel I would have just canceled the whole thing. <laughs> and it's in New York City. Yeah, I saw that. Ghostface like, oh, takes Manhattan. Manhattan. <laughs> Ghostface takes Manhattan. I literally when I saw that, I thought of you and I'm like, no, he's probably like 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 so mad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Scream 5 is still one of the best horror movies I've seen in years. I agree. It was amazing. Just a real nice tribute tribute to the fans. I couldn't agree more. Really nice tribute. But I want to talk about now Orphan First First Kill. And when I first saw it, I'm like I'm like why? There's no further story to tell. Is this like a prequel or something? It has it's a prequel. to be a prequel. But like, why should any of us like give a damn? We know where she's going. Exactly. She died in the first one. So it's like, you're kind of just, I, unless they bring, unless they didn't show something important in the trailer that we missed, maybe they're going to explain more about her backstory. I don't know. But I am interested in seeing it because the first one was so creative and original. It was different. Well, it's actually based on a true story. It is. And I didn't find that out until years later. Actually, when we did our Conspiracies, Crimes, and Curses podcast was when I found out about it because we did some research on, like, real-life events based on real horror movies. Mm Mm-hmm. It was real. It's true story through and through. But I just, Orphan was a good movie. But here's what made Orphan so tantalizing for viewers. You wanted to find out what was wrong with Esther. That was the question. That's all you worried about. 
and then in the in, in the end you do find out why the why should i care now we know who esther is we know what she's about why are we caring it's like the it's like you're just bringing back people are we going to put esther now on the same t-shirt as like as like michael myers and ghostface and freddy krueger and jason voorhees are they like a freaking all-star team of killers the, the only way I think that she would end up on that list is if she comes back for Orphan 3. Like, say she didn't die at the end of the first one with getting her neck broken from the mother kicking her in the head there. I'll tell you this, like, that little, like, slasher all-star team there, it's timeless. It is. Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Leatherface. Um, that's four. Chucky, Chucky Pinhead. That's six. Ghostface. And Go- Ghostface is seven. Yeah. So so it's a it's a it, it's a seven man all star team. It is. And we could honestly talk about how every one of those characters has been butchered and bastardized <laughs> over the years. <laughs> oh, especially the leather faces. One- Oh my God, Leatherface is uh, uh, Leatherface is is really at the point of no return. Like, just don't come back. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger is actually not like been ruined quite yet because the remake wasn't as good. But like, it's fine. He was never ruined. I mean, no. the last sort of movies. I think it was. I think that it was New Nightmare that made him that didn't kill him like it, it like new nightmare was very good in preserving his character jason Voorhees, get out of here he's done <laughs> he's another one so he's done between between friggin jason x and jason, jason goes, to, goes hell. to hell and friggin freddy versus jason which is just a bad movie like bad Michael Myers is on the road to being finished. This should really be the end. Um, I said, I said, Leatherface is goodbye. Don't come back. Um, Pinhead, Pinhead, he's still kind of like. Think about Pinhead though is is like Pinhead is kind of like the um uh, the um <laughs> he's kind of like the um um uh, what's that guy's name. Um, Ron Harper of the um uh, of the um uh, '90s Bulls. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're making like the '90s Bulls into like slashers, like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. That's that's MJ, Pippin, and Dennis Rodman. Like, and like Pinhead is like Ron Harper. <laughs> And Chucky is like freaking Steve Kerr. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who's Leprechaun? But, uh, leprechaun. No, freaking Leprechaun is like whoever the freaking last man on the bench was. I I can't even tell you the last man on the bench. Kukoch. Kukoch. Kuk- <laughs> no, the ding Kukoch like hit a freaking game winning shot in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 Le- leprechaun would not be able to do that. Leprechaun is. And here's the thing. I've not even really seen the Leprechaun movies. No, all you, all you told, all you told me is that like the as that like the the first one is good and the other ones suck. 
Yeah, even that's a stretch. The first one's, ugh, it, they're rough watches. Yeah. So, and 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 Ghostface was saved. Ghostface yeah. was saved with five, but it can easily be be murdered with this last one. But that's hard to do because it if is. it really is the last one, then oh wait, the sounds muffled again. Yeah. Oh, there we go. If it really is like the, if it really is the last one. Okay. So Ghostface, Pinhead, and I think Chucky is preserved because of that, because of that series. That series. Did you see the teaser trailer that dropped? No, I didn't even watch. I, I watched like the first 15 minutes of the first episode. So I didn't see that. So I didn't see the first season, but, I, but, but you told me that it was really good. It was. It was pretty good it's still not the same to me as the movies like the first two mm-hmm. and i love the first one i know people try to say that they like two better than one but that first one is you can't two touch is, that first one well because two is more like like funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and there's like and there was no rivalry between Andy and Chucky. Like, is is Andy even in the even in the series? He is, as like an adult. Mm-hmm. Is it is it still the same actor? Yeah, it's the same actor. Wow, but it's not like Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers. No, but that should be the rivalry right there. It should be, like. And the only reason why it's kind of not, well, I mean, no, you could say it is. You could say it's Jamie Lee Curtis-esque because Jamie Lee Curtis missed some of the Halloweens. She wasn't in Halloween 4, 5, and 6. No, it was it, it was her daughter. Yeah, it was her daughter. They threw that storyline in there out of nowhere. But with Chucky, the Alex Vincent who plays Andy. The kid, right? Yeah. Like he, the kid, kid. Because if you think about it, Andy – even though Alex Vincent didn't play him in Child's Play 3, Andy was a part of Child's Play 3 when he goes to that military boot camp or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but he oh, wasn't yeah. in Bride of Chucky or Seed of Chucky, but he was in the newer ones, the the Cult of Chucky and the Curse of Chucky. He was in those two, but they put Weren't him back in the like series. those like cheesy as hell, though? They, they were. They were cheesy. Seed of Chucky. Seed was weird. You have this, like... <laughs> There were too many dolls that were, that were talking. It completely butchered that whole premise. It did. But who played? Who was the actor who played Andy in three? I have no idea. Do you think he like still like this? Do you think that like horror cons would like bring him over? Oh, they probably would. They'll they bring anyone over. Who's the guy that played Charles Lee Ray? The voice. Oh man, yeah, I I should know this. Man, I, I'm good at names too, and I do know his name yeah. because he was in Graveyard Shift. What the hell is his name? I can see his face, and he was in The Exorcist Three. Let me look. I can't believe I got to look what? this up. This is how you know that concert Wasn't really he, did me in last did night. Did he play? Did he play the guy in Poltergeist Three, the freak, or Poltergeist Two, the freaking scary guy? Oh no, no, no. Who was okay, that? Okay, Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. Who was the guy that, that that played the freaking scary guy with the hat in Poltergeist 2? Oh, or 3. 
Kane or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look guy? it I'm gonna look it up right now. Well, actually, what's creepy about the whole poltergeist thing? Okay, his name is Julian Beck because he played him in two. He played yeah. Kane, Reverend Kane. Mm-hmm. His character died, I think, like midway of Poltergeist three, or after, yeah. right after Poltergeist two. So they had to get another actor for three. Oh, I mean, the actual actor died. Yeah, and after two came out. Yeah, a lot it just of goes on stuff. with the whole poltergeist curse. Who was the daughter that got like? Didn't she like get hit by a car or something? No, no the the her boyfriend strangled her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like not the youngest, but like the second child or something. The girl, Dominique Dunn. Yeah, and the little girl, I forget her name. Heather O'Rourke. She died during the filming. Of she got poltergeist sick or 3. something. Did she yeah, get like sick? A rare. Disorder, yeah. Huh. How did like freaking? How did freaking Craig T. Nelson like live? He made it out. <laughs> he made it out. Did the wife die or something? No, she's still alive. Who else? What about the um, the woman that performed the exorcism in the first one? She died. But it was probably from like natural causes. I think it was. Yeah. Who else like died in that movie from that curse? Poltergeist. There, there was yeah. actually a guy. You know, like the construction workers from the first yeah. one. One of mm-hmm. them was axed to death. Wow. Damn. It isn't like, and also the 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 Exorcist is another one that's like cursed. Yeah. Bad. But who played the girl, Linda Blair? Linda Blair. Yep. She's still around, right? She's still around. But who got but who got the brunt from that curse? Of the Exorcist curse? Yeah. Different people on set. I think there were so there were a couple both- cast there were like cast members that were killed, like either like around the set on like like not like during like the scenes or anything, but there were like cast members who died during the filming of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn. You brought up Rob Zombie before. How about this Munsters trailer? It's campy, dude, but you got to understand, like, the Munsters is supposed to be campy. And he was also, like, a very big Munsters fan growing up, so I'm sure that he wants to bring back that spirit. That trailer does not bring back that spirit. As someone who was a fan of the original series from the 60s... (laughs) And you need to bring back freaking Butch Patrick. Yeah, he did. You know, he, he, he he does. He's in the movie. Is he in the movie? Yeah, he's in it. He plays the Tin Can Man or something. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if I'll if I'll see it. I was never a big monsters guy. I'll leave you to go see, it and then you could tell me if it's good or bad. In my opinion. It's going to be bad just by looking at the trailer because the cast from the 60s, it's irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. That's why they they haven't been successful at rebooting it since. They've tried plenty of times. just hasn't worked. Can't do it. No. But um, you're ready to close this out? 
yeah, if you want to close it out with quick baseball talk, because the Mets are imploding their their usual self once we're in the stretch of the end of July or going into August. Mets are really going downhill here, getting in. And, and, and they're not even giving their fans hope by trading for irrelevant pieces like Vogel back from the freaking Pirates. Are they right now, are they, like, are they on Sunday Night Baseball? What are they doing? The Mets tonight? Yeah. I don't are know they if they're playing? on Sunday Night Baseball tonight. Uh, let me double check that. Because they, they could would, be, honestly. They could be, but what a horrible game that would be. Let's see if they are on. Yeah, they are on Sunday Night Baseball. Padres, Mets. Mm-hmm. What a waste of viewership because they're not going to be doing anything. Check the Braves score because that's who. That's what you really should be looking at. Yeah, they're a half game back. Yeah, Braves and the Angels. They won. Yeah, they've been killing the Angels. Yeah. But there's just no hope for this Mets team. I'm really... I'm kind of just getting old, tired of it. It's the same nonsense. Right now, the Braves score is five nothing. Angels are winning, so that Angels helps are up us. five nothing. Yeah, really. There you go. So what you can do is you can win tonight and get it back to a game and a half. I think they have an off day tomorrow because yeah, they do because then the because then the Subway Series happens on Tuesday. Yeah. So you see, you need a day off and um, get back to it. It's going to be a battle. The Braves are a very good team. They are. And you know what, dude? Like, you got to think about perspective. Like, you could be, like, five games out and, like, be fighting for a wild card spot. They're in the perfect position. And the and, and the trade deadline is coming up in, I think, like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, time to make moves. You time have to. to. Make, you know? but That can't be getting in these irrelevant pieces. They need bullpen. And they should really think about trading for Juan Soto. They should be. I was thinking about Chris Bryant earlier because I know that during the offseason, you were like, you were just I, begging them to get Chris Bryant. Yeah. But here's the thing, dude. Chris Bryant's been, been, been crap in the bed all year. He has I been. Think he, I, think he, I think he hit his first home run for Colorado like last month. Yeah. In that, in that ballpark? Yep. Jeez, man. And, He's and, and they didn't bring back Javi Baez either. And he, Totally tanked. How's freaking Marcus Stroman, too? Yeah, he's he's not doing anything either. Trash. Yeah. (laughs) Always bitching, dude. He's like, he's always talking. Like, I don't know how anybody wants, really, like, wants to sign this guy. He's like a good pitcher, but, like, it's. He comes with a headache. Comes with a headache. He's like freaking Kyrie. He is. Except Kyrie has more talent in basketball than he does in baseball. I agree. It's that simple. Yeah, but let's do our socials. Yeah, man. Yeah, you right. you go first. So my Instagram is at T A N O O C H nine six. Once again, at T A N O O C H nine six. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Real Max T H E R E E L M A X. Again, T H E R E E L M A X. You can check out all of our previous shows right here on this YouTube channel. Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. You can check us out on the website, maxcoglan.com, M-A-X-C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N.com. And yeah, we'll be back whenever we can, you know, to, yeah. to make the show happen. But we're hoping that it's... We'll be good. Yeah. It's good to have a break because then more stuff like happens. I agree. Yeah. Like I say, if we can't do a weekend here and there, or we could even like hop on if we have time on a weekday night or something, you know? We'll see, man. We'll see how things roll. But we can think, perfect. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, be safe. Um, wear a mask. 
get vaccinated, please. And hydrate. It's hot out there. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. So long. So long.